Dueling Genre Productions presents... Oh my God, do you see that? When a freak accident strikes McKinney City, ordinary citizens are given amazing abilities. I can move things with my mind. Oh my God, I'm flying. I can fly. I can teleport and I can fly. Super senses. What, like Daredevil? We are just playing fast and loose with this whole science thing today, aren't we? Now, there are villains. Billy, when you have an arch nemesis, do you just kill them immediately? No. You tie the ropes just loose enough so that they can keep escaping. That way, when you finally do win the day, you can sleep well knowing that you rose to the challenge. Your brain works differently than other people's, doesn't it? And heroes. Leah Markowitz, Gwendolyn Allen, Jeffrey Gibson, Lindy Gibson, Simon Holt, Splendid, you're all here. I'm going to make you all into superheroes. Screw it. Let's go save the day. The Powerful. After I drain everyone here, McKinney City will be mine. I'm going to show this whole city what real passion truly is. And the underdogs. You're all imagining me as a singing, dancing chipmunk right now, aren't you? The people in that store need help, and we can help them in a way no one else can. We have great power, which means they're our responsibility. I mean, Jesus, what's the point of having five freaking Spider-Man movies if we can't even learn to do that? Geek by Night, an original podcast series about five friends running a comic book store with superpowers. You're really going to keep running a comic book shop while trying to be superheroes? It might not always be easy, but I think the world could use a few more underdogs. Available at DuelingGenre.com and podcast apps everywhere. Dueling Genre Hello and welcome to Lord of the Rings Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie The Two Towers, one self-comforting minute at a time. I'm Norman Mitchell. I'm Cassandra Fredrickson. And today we're talking about Minute 147, which starts with yet another Faramir face, the continuation of yesterday's Faramir face, Mm -hmm. looking down all smug above Frodo, Mm -hmm. and ends with Gollum comforting himself in the corner, and he's saying... I told you he well, was Gollum Trixie. Well, Gollum is comforting Smeagol. Gollum is comforting Smeagol in the corner. He says, I told you he was Trixie. I told you he was false. Yes. So. So. The uncomfortable bit. The Gollum beating. Yeah. Faramir's not watching. And then he turns around. They punch Gollum twice. He's like, that's enough. Because he can't stomach it, but he's the one who ordered them to do it, so right. he is directly responsible. Yeah, but he doesn't want to watch it happen. It's like, come on, man. You you don't even have the decency to, like, I don't know. Like, if you're going to be a jerk about it, at least, like... Go all the way. Follow through. Commit it. Commit to it. So in the commentary, Peter Jackson... And Fran and Philippa talk about how this interrogation scene was originally longer and a little more violent. Oh, God. So this is the reduced, tame version, for even for the extended edition, of this scene. And David Wenham was also very keen on 
not wanting Faramir to touch Gollum at all during this scene. Why? Because it gives him some space from what happened. He still is directly responsible for it happening. Yes, he's responsible for it. Then he doesn't partake. That doesn't... I wash my hands of this, no, but that, that doesn't work. No, that's not how that works. No, but not seeing him visually interact with Gollum violently but here... But he does later. But he does later. Only, after, only once he's sure that Gollum is leading them into a trap. That doesn't excuse what he does. No, it doesn't. But he does physically lay a hand on Gollum after... He decides to let Frodo and Sam go. And I think for most audiences, having it happen after he makes the right decision mm-hmm. is enough that it doesn't retaint that for people. And then he goes on to be the Faramir in the third movie. There's such a disconnect. And like, I guess we'll talk about it more whenever we get to the third one. But from what I remember, there's such a disconnect between... Two Towers Faramir and Return of the King Faramir. Yeah, he's putting up a big front for a lot of this movie, I think. Like, the the character, it seems like he's putting up a front, but it's also kind of just the fault of not knowing where they're going with the character Yeah, when they finished putting this movie together. So, yeah. Third movie, Faramir is much closer to flashback Faramir. And he does look uncomfortable when he turns around. Like, he's he's not happy to be doing this. That's pretty clear in his facial expression. He should have just not done it. Right. Just hold him down and ask him questions. Why right? you gotta have these two guys kick him while he's right? on the ground? That's the thing that to me, like, the way that this this violence opens with Gollum like on the ground and getting kicked in the side like, is the most visceral to me. Did did they even try? Or did they just go straight into kicking the crap out of him? We don't know. The cut makes me assume that some amount of time has passed. Yeah, but like some amount of time beating the snot out of him or some amount of time trying to get a straight answer out of him. I gotta wonder if Gollum like, did Gollum hurt somebody on his way being carried up into the cave? Maybe. I don't think so because Gollum hasn't shown up yet. Or did Smeagol like struggle hurt somebody? Gollum shows up in this minute. Yes. And we can only... The information that we're given is not enough to, I don't know, the information that we're given with Smeagol in the pool is not enough to warrant this. No, it's not. This is just like although if he was truly cruelty, you know? Although if he was truly going through with what he told Frodo, he should just be killing Gollum regardless, ki- killing Smeagol anyway. No, but he's not the one who got his hands dirty. No. That's a bad leader. Ned Stark would be uh, not approving. That's right. Your brother would be very disappointed. <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine what the longer version of this interrogation scene I is like. I don't want... I, I barely want this. It's like 15 seconds. I, like... Nah, I'm good. And then Smeagol crawls into a corner of the rock. And he's crying! And he curls up in the fetal position, and he's sobbing. And then Gollum is con- in control of one hand and is rubbing his shoulder when he's talking to him. Is that Gollum? I was wondering about that. Yeah, that's what they were going for. Okay. Was Gollum has control of that one hand comforting Smeagol. That's weird. Yeah. That's creepy. Yeah. 
She's comforting Smeagol with that one hand, just like, it's all right, man. I'm here for you. I told you he was Trixie. Yeah. I told you he was false. Man. That, that is creepy. Because I was wondering about, like... It's very subtle. Him. Because it's very... Because he has his back to us, so, like, the hand that's on his shoulder is very prominent in the way the shot is framed. Yeah, and that's because that hand is supposed to represent Gollum when everything else is oh, Smeagol. Oh, so Gollum, the, the looming hand of Gollum. This, this saccharine comfort. Ooh, that's an SAT word right there. <laughs> I love that word. Saccharin. Yeah. You know, it's it's not real. It's an imitation. It's like overly sweet. Yeah. He's trying to he's he's trying to trick Smeagol just as much as he claims he's being tricked by Frodo. Right. Poor Smeagol. Yeah. It's just terrible beat up guy. He does not deserve this. Gollum does. Yeah. But Gollum hasn't been in control. Gollum hasn't been in the driver's seat for a long time. Nope. But now he's got one hand on the wheel again. Yeah. I I like... It makes sense to me that Gollum appears again. Because we've talked a bit before how, like, Gollum is Smeagol's, like, like trauma response. Yeah, he's his coping mechanism with... Things that Smeagol can't deal with. Yeah. Gollum is there to deal with. Yeah. Gollum's done. Gollum did the. Gollum did the killing in Smeagol's mind. That wasn't Smeagol. That was Gollum. Mm hmm. Gollum is the one that hunted all the goblins. Go- Gollum is the one who stalked and tried to kill Frodo. Mm hmm. The one that tried to eat Bilbo. <laughs> That's all Gollum. Right. Smeagol is the, the happy go lucky one, you know, singing his songs and eating his crunchable birdses. Aww. But I, it's, like, kind of relatable. I just, I went back home uh, to my mom's house recently uh, because my grandmother passed away. Um, and it was good to be, it was good to see my family and everything. But, like, being back in that environment, I felt myself, like slipping back into all the terrible not healthy coping things that I like did in high school (laughs) and this I don't know it just kind of lines up with this scene for like it makes sense that now that Smeagol is in a place where he's like he doesn't he's not equipped to deal with any of this so Gollum's just like okay I'll take it from here it's fine you're fine. Yeah. Even though he's not fine. So here's something I think is kind of interesting thinking about all of this. The torture scene that we see just that snippet of with his hands in the beginning of the trilogy. Mm-hmm. That, is that voice is much closer to the Smeagol voice than it is to the Gollum voice. Now, is that just a matter of like the ADR or whatever and when they recorded it with Andy Circus? Yeah. Or is that a conscious choice to make you think that maybe Gollum's like, no, I'm going to let Smeagol get tortured? That's so sad. But Gollum is, like, supposed to protect Smeagol. Right, but he also wants Smeagol to feel broken and vulnerable. So there's someone to protect? Yeah, so that he can always just take control. Hmm. I don't know. 
I've never thought about that before because I don't relish in thinking about Gollum being tortured, Norman. Smeagol. Well, even Gollum. Like, I don't, like, I'm not a fan. Well, because Gollum waits till after the beating is done to start, like, trying to take control. That's true. He doesn't try to protect Smeagol in the middle of the beating. He waits until Smeagol is broken. Aw. That's so sad. So... Gollum just waits for Smeagol to be at his most vulnerable before oh, he takes control. this is the worst. He lets Smeagol go through all this terrible stuff and then plays protector by showing up at the at the very end to right, comfort him. at the right time. Yeah. So maybe it is Smeagol getting tortured in, um... In Baradur? Mordor. Mordor. <laughs> Just fell out there for a second, huh? <laughs> it's like, Mount Doom? No. Uh, what's the crap? Y- yes. The evil country. The. I was like, one one cannot simply walk into, and then it was just a blank. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Gollum is just very much playing the abuse. It's very much the abuser. It's like an abusive relationship with, with Smeagol. He shows up when it suits him best. Yeah. To pretend he's saving the day when really he's done nothing. God, this is a bummer of a Tuesday. I apologize. Again, this scene is... We all knew this was coming. Yeah. Everyone who's seen the extended edition knew exactly where this was going. I'm for real, though. Like, if you're listening to this and you've never seen this movie, what? I'm, like, genuinely curious. Like, I want to know. Right? No kidding. Because I know that, um, I know at least one person who has listened to a podcast, a movie by minute podcast, before watching the movie. I can't even imagine doing that. And I mean, I'm a guy that likes spoilers because I like my expectations to be set appropriately mm. to things. That's See, part I of, hate spoilers. See, that's, that's part of why I like spoilers because I like my expectations to be like appropriately set so that I don't like work myself up to, into, like, some crazy hype machine and then just be incredibly disappointed. I'd rather go into a movie not expecting much and be surprised or blown away mm. in general. So that's part of why I don't mind spoilers. They don't really bother me so much. It's probably, I mean, it's probably part of why I enjoyed Last Jedi so much because I had my expectations set very low after reading a bunch of stuff online. But I didn't read any spoilers and I love that movie. Yeah, that's... Right? And I mean, you're not the only one. But a lot of people didn't. So, like, I wasn't expecting very much going into the movie, and then I absolutely adored it. Yeah. I mean, like, I've known you long enough now to not call you a monster every time you look at spoilers, but, like... <laughs> it's... I'm... Whatever. I'm a monster. I also drink hot coffee at, uh, hot coffee on 90 degree days. Whatever. I'm, whatever. That's, like... I'm inhuman. It's that... fine. <laughs> <laughs> you are to be feared. Just walk into the local coffee shop when it's almost 100 degrees and like 80-something percent humidity. Can I get a large, can, can I get a double latte ugh, hot? Ugh. And they just look at me funny. Yeah. See, that is like, that is to be feared. It's like women walking around airports in stilettos. Like, you are to be feared and respected. I just can't drink iced coffee. That's really all it is. So I need my <laughs> caffeine fix, and I'm just like, nah. I just, I, iced coffee's not for me. It's too bitter. Even with a bunch of sweetener in it, I'm just like, nah, cold what? coffee. Nah. 
You're what? You know coffee ice cream is fine. You know who's bitter? Because that's predominantly cream. <laughs> but Gollum is bitter. Yeah. Gollum is very bitter. And Smeagol is bitter. I thought Gollum was saccharin. Whatever. <laughs> he's he's being saccharin. But truly he is the most bitter of things. <laughs> bitter and petty and sad. Salty. Salty. Salty is the new bitter. Um, bitter and salty, there are nuances. Eh. I saw this thing that's just like, salty is the new flavor of disappointment. <laughs> but salt makes your brain happy. I know. I know. Science. That's a weird juxtaposition. That's not the right word. Whatever. Irony. Big words. No, okay, it's not. It's not like rain <laughs> on no, your so, day. <laughs> no, but calling someone salty when they're unhappy is ironic because salt makes ma- mammalian, salt makes mammalian brains happy. All right. That's what I'm saying. Okay. That's why we eat enough salt to kill us. It makes so us happy. Gollum needs some salt for those crunchable birds. <laughs> Maybe he'll cheer up. Won't eat spices. Maybe that's why he's so sad. <laughs> yeah, man, this this scene is powerful and sad and really creepy. Powerful in, like... It's very good at evoking the response it wants to get out of you. Like, horror at because everyone the whole point of on this, screen? Right, but just in regards to the Smeagol Gollum dynamic. It's just like, we're going to give you all this sympathy for Smeagol, and then Gollum's going to swoop in and be this creepy, manipulative jerk. Mm. So it both, it, it brings like your sympathy for Smeagol to a boiling point, or like right to a breaking point, or maybe not even to a climax, that's what I'm looking for. It like brings your sympathy up towards Smeagol to like, to its highest point, mm-hmm. and then Gollum comes back mm-hmm. in this horrible moment to continue to be horrible gain control of Smeagol again. Yeah. So, like, it's very good at evoking, like, this emotional response of, that's terrible. Oh, that's <sighs> terrible. Oh, no. That's bad. And the look on Faramir's face when Gollum starts talking to Smeagol is perfect. He's like, what the... What? Right? It's like it's like he just watched a cat turn its head completely around. Oh my god, He's no. just like, oh, what? What? He, he, he is not prepared to process what he is watching happen in front of him. He is just woefully unprepared. I think everybody is. Yeah, but the other guys, we don't see reactions from them. They're just like, they just, they just walk off and let Faramir get closer to this pathetic thing that they just beat up. And then as Faramir gets closer... And he hears him talking to himself know, like, through the sobs. Faramir's just like, I'm... Um. Like, is Faramir supposed to feel, like, good about himself for letting his dudes beat up this, like, thing? No, and I mean, he clearly doesn't when he turns around. And he see he watches them punch him. He watches them punch him once, and he's just like, that's enough. But, like, what does it accomplish? It's medieval interrogation. Beat the guy up and ask him questions. What does it accomplish? Nothing. That's why, you know, we, we shouldn't do that. Ever. Ever. <laughs> but, you know, 
it's just you know the long history of torture in 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 the world you soften the guy up and you ask him questions You've, have you ever watched a mobster movie? This is just what mobs do. No, I know. But, like, you know, at least they, like, talk a little first. I'm Right. I mean, we have we have no idea. But, like, the context, the way it's shown to us is just back to the cave. It's, like, smash cut, like, from Gollum and, like, Frodo watching Gollum in horror and Gollum crying and then just to him crying more and getting beaten up. Yeah. Like, there's no indication that they even tried to talk to him where are you leading them and then oh 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 no because wouldn't he just ask that first right where are you leading them and then you know smeagol's just like "Ah, ah, ah," freaking out just keep frodo in the room and ask questions jesus just let frodo talk to him oh my god god faramir this is why daddy doesn't love you. <laughs> I know his uses and they are few. Clearly interrogation. Yeah, we can is... knock interrogation off his skills and talents on the resume. <laughs> nope. Oh, man. Cross that one off. Protecting cities? No. Interrogation? No. <laughs> Uh, Charging selflessly into battle to die? Maybe. Spoilers. See, that's not this Faramir. This That's not War Will Make Corpses of Us All Faramir. No, that's... That's not beating up Gollum Faramir. That's... No, that's... That's I'll, completely different. That's that, a completely different character. No, that's becoming a corpse will win my father's love, Faramir. Oh, man. Too real. Yeah, that's all I've got for today is just how horribly, cripplingly sad this really is. <sighs> and how like, messed up and abusive this Gollum-Smeagol relationship is. Yeah, we'll get more of that tomorrow. Hooray! Yeah, yeah they... Hooray! Yeah, David Wenham and Fran and Philippa and Peter all thought that seeing Faramir directly interact with, with Gollum violently in this scene would have killed any possibility of sympathy for Faramir, even with the flashback. Mm. So it's just gone. And they, they've really, I guess, Peter said there's like two minutes of footage for the interrogation scene. Nope, I don't want that. I think that's what he, I think that's what he said in the commentary. Especially like covering it like this. Two straight minutes of beating on Gollum. Yeah, that's. No. That'd be what? rough, man. Why, who wants that? I mean, when you film the scene, you have to, like, you film all kinds of stuff to see what you're going to get. But, right. And then you pick the stuff that you think works best. And then that's what goes to the final animation cut or whatever. So there being that much of it that was, like, finished, maybe, means that how much footage did they film? Like, 30 minutes? Yeah. Like, if it's two minutes, two straight minutes of And I mean, there's lots of cuts around. Animation, like, that's crazy. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't think they, they don't, I don't think he says that it's finished animation, but he also talks about it in a way that it was a finished scene. Yeah. So I assume they must they must have at least mapped out where the animation would go. Mm-hmm. Because I don't think you would I don't think they fini- they finished polishing the animation for anything they didn't know for certain was going to be in in the movie. Right, that makes sense. So, and then or had a a good shot of being in the movie and then Peter trims everything down when he like edits it all or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, 
and probably had mostly finished animation, which is just really hard to think about. Yeah. Because, I mean, what else do you need to show or what else would you show? Right. Especially, like, covering it like this, it that really just brings to light exactly how... It sounds stupid to say, like, exactly how long a minute is, because, duh, it's a minute. But, like, I don't know. I feel like I have a pretty good handle on, like, what a minute of a movie is now. Right. And that would be the longest two minutes ever. Yeah. We've had some pretty long Wizard fight felt really long. Wizard, um, Gandalf's, um, frickin'. The monologue in monologue. this movie. But, like, there's a lot of, of stuff. of mi- There's a few minutes that just felt, like, way more than 60 seconds. You know what I mean? Yeah, I feel like the beginning part of the Battle of Helm's Deep is probably going to feel really long. Maybe. Before, like, gets going. Like, the scans over people and I'm stuff. I'm fine with, like, stuff like that. Like, action sequences. But, like, just beating somebody up for two minutes. Yeah, anything that's, like, that visceral and plotting. Yeah, that's horrifying. Yeah, that would that would just be too much. Too much. Yeah. Don't need that in my life. No, I'm good. But, yeah, so we got the, we got the tame version of this scene, which is frightening. Yeah. I imagine that one of the things that you would have, that would be in the less tame version of this scene... And could have made its way into the movie and didn't is a punch to the face. No, I don't want. Look, I don't want any of that. Would look much more visceral than the punch to the stomach. Also, it would be probably be harder to a animate. nightmare to animate. Yeah. yeah, but I imagine that that's probably one of the things that was cut for being like too violent was a punch to Gollum's face. That's like the first thing I can think of. That's just like, yeah, I can see why you would cut that because you've spent this entire movie building Smeagol as this. Very pitiable, sympathetic thing. Mm-hmm. If you see someone punch him in the face, yeah, that's that's terrible. Yeah, the kick to the stomach is is plenty bad enough. Mm-hmm. And then he scrabbles away like an in, literally like an injured animal. It's so sad. I don't want to talk about it anymore. What? This scene accomplishes its goal really well. It's terrible. Gollum is back, and uh, he's gonna. He's going to work his magic on Smeagol. Yeah, I guess. Those honeyed words. <laughs> so we're from the website DuelingGenre.com, but there's also a bunch of other podcasts that are not Movies by Minutes related on there. Like the Protagonist podcast, Doctor's Companion, which Cassandra's a part of, Geek by Night, Immunities, uh, Having a Friend for Dinner. You know, all these other podcasts to check out, uh, audio dramas, stuff about TV shows, and all kinds of other works. whole bunch of variety of interests. Go check those out. They're awesome. We'll be back tomorrow to talk about Minute 148, and hope everyone has a great Tuesday. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, hopefully uh, hopefully your Tuesday goes better this week. What? Hopefully your Tuesday goes better than mine, dude. Bye. Uh, bye. <laughs>
genre. 